0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our scenario is entitled Dead Man Stomp, and it was written by Mark Morrison. Our GM for this scenario is Jen Coulter, and this is episode three. Our recap tonight will be given by Kurt LeBlanc, as his character, Richie Tortellini. So that being said, let's begin our journey into the
1: darkness. Kurt? Thanks, Tom. <clears throat> Dear Diary, far be it from me to keep a written account of a criminal conspiracy, but I feel like I need to keep a record of the events of the last couple days for my own sanity. Still on the job for Mr. Uh, let's call him Bartleby. We went to stake out the Blue Heaven Ballroom. I normally don't imbibe when on the job, but I will say that the Aviator is a fantastic and perfectly balanced drink. All of us except for the paper boy, who probably had to dispose of a co-ed's body somewheres. We met a nervous Nelly by the name of Pete Manusco who was waiting around for some kind of business meeting. The band was already hot when Leroy Turner showed up. We had heard of Leroy from his reputation and his unique silver horn. They start up a new jam called The Dead Man Stomp while Trixie starts to work over Manusco. Jack and Big Jer get themselves sloppy and a bunch of girls at a sorority mixer when out of nowhere, some guy walks up behind Manusco and blows his brains out. That's when things get real weird when Minusco gets- Richie, are you gonna come and eat your dinner? Nah, I ain't hungry right now, Ma, leave me alone. That's when things get real weird, Diary, when Minusco proceeds to get back up and starts doing the dead man's stop, dancing himself right out of the place while talking about somebody named Joey. But it was more like a, Joey! I was stone cold sober, but still couldn't believe what I was seeing. Everybody goes nuts trying to get out of the place. We see Trumpet Man running down an alley, dropping a business card on his way. We run into a cat in a sharp red suit who introduces himself as Johnson the Jazz Man, who helps get us back to our car. On the way, we see Minusco again, this time run down by a car. He was, let's say the funeral's gonna be closed casket. Back at the Fayos, a whip up a bruschetta for the crew. The secret is getting the perfect crispiness on the bread. We take a look at the business card that Leroy dropped, and it looks like he has some kind of jazz funeral gig. That night, I had a nightmare about a man in a red suit come to the front door to try and freak me out. The next morning, we meet up to catch Bartleby up on what had happened. I noticed Vicky also looked like she hadn't slept. But that didn't stop her and Trixie going at it like it was the last pair of shoes at the Woolworths. If you don't get down here, your dinner's going to get cold. God damn it, Ma. I you ain't hungry. Bartleby told us, uh, This Joey, Joey the Rats, connected to the Bonato Boys, and that Manusco likely had something to do with his rum shipment getting stolen, meaning he was a loose end. Bartleby told us to find out whatever else we could about Manusco, and was also interested in acquiring Leroy's silver trumpet. After we read a paper article about the event, we decided to send Trixie and Vicky down to the jail to talk to the Blue Heavens manager who got himself popped, Roland Marlowe. He didn't give much up in the way of information, other than advice to stay away from the Bonados, and that he had been having the same kind of dreams that me and Vicky had been having, so that we could continue to get Marla's help, Vicky used her charms to get his bail down. The rest of us are about to head over to Manusco's place to see what else he was into. I better go eat now, diary. Your mom's never gonna let me hear the end of how the manicotti got cold. Oh. <laughs>
2: Nice nice recap there. All right, so I believe when we last left off we were going to have I think a group of you head over to go look at what's left of Pete Manusco's place, am I correct?
1: That's right.
2: All right, so which ones of those were you? Was it uh it was I think Richie and someone else? I'm tagging. Richie and Sam? Okay. I think All
1: it was right. every, I think it was everybody but oh. the ladies. I'm going to tag along, too.
2: All right. Okay. Well, uh, I'll say this much. You you uh, find your way to uh, Pete Manusco, the former Pete Manusco's place, and uh, it's so far pretty quiet. It doesn't look like the police have really been there yet at all. Um, although you have a feeling there's going to be some police intervention sooner or later, so check it out and get out.
1: Is it an apartment in in an apartment building?
2: It is in an apartment building, yes. Fourth floor.
1: So um, is it uh, everything kind of organized? Is it messy?
2: Well, first of all, you need to get into the room. So could I get a locksmith roll from somebody?
1: Is there any people milling about?
2: Not at the moment. It seems it's, it's a pretty quiet apartment block.
3: Just one second. I'll, I forgot my day, so I'll be right
1: back. I'll see what I can do about this lock. Ooh.
4: Oh,
2: no luck there. I oh, you can push locks. it.
4: I can uh, give it a shot as well. All right. It's a miss for me, too.
2: <laughs> you guys are really bad at picking locks. If you know, one after the other. First, you try to get the lock, and you think you feel it slip, but it doesn't quite go then you try again by putting a little more pressure on it and you uh start feeling your lockpick start to bend a little bit so you pull it out
1: let's try a different approach and i'm gonna yell out hey manusco chicago
2: police open the door there is no response (laughs) manusco for the record is dead yeah i know he's not going to respond this is
1: for the benefits of the neighbors
4: because we're about to kick the door down I was about to say that sounds oh, okay. like a uh, so pretty good cover.
2: Makes... Okay, uh, J- J- yeah, Jackson, no, I was I, confused.
4: Jack's I, a decently I, strong guy. He's gonna he's gonna try and ram into the door, and uh, if uh, Richie or Big Jar would like to well, help, <laughs> feel free.
3: Yeah, right, so you are all gonna help. i gonna help you.
2: Y'all gonna help? All right, I'm not even gonna make you roll strength if you're all gonna work at the door because I mean this is not a very strong door, and you guys all together are way stronger than the door, so. Door flies open. uh, You see a pretty well-organized room, actually. First thing you see is there's a kind of like an offshoot kitchen living room area. And then there's like a bathroom and a bedroom on the other side. And there's actually like a small office off to one side. There's really nothing much in the living room or the bedroom that you can see. Uh, But heading into the actual Office, I could get a spot hidden.
3: Okay.
4: I. That is, is a 21 for me, which is going to be a hard pass.
2: Oh, yeah, you, you'll easily see it. Um, there is in the waste paper basket a kind of like a, like a sweat stained note in the in the waist back it kind of crumpled up this is what you see
4: mr. M you should meet me tonight at the blue heaven for a meaningful discussion on your health and safety I, somebody with a very poor hand yeah, no
3: I, I make I make a comment saying man this guy he must be either drunk or have a grade one education.
1: Could be. I, I assume this Jay is uh, our friend Joey the Rat.
3: Uh, yeah. No. I I totally agree with you on that.
1: Maybe he went to Rat College. Maybe. Who knows what
3: he's? I'm not here to judge anyway.
2: Alrighty. So that is what you find. You, you, you think that the J stands for Joy the Rat? Yep. Alright. Well, also when you guys are looking around, there is a filing cabinet, and if you look in the filing cabinet, if you do, you notice there is quite a lot of files. Um. Looking closer, they seem to be like financial reports and fiscal statements and all that sort of stuff, Um, except for one file is missing. All of the B files seem to be missing, every single one of them.
4: Hmm. The B files? B's in Bonato, perhaps?
2: That's a good assessment. Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Are there any other names we uh, that we recognize on any of the files?
2: There, uh, well, if you're looking through his apartment, you do find a scrapbook of clippings. A man named Archie Bonato, alias the Boss. Uh, they clip they, the clippings date back about a year and a half. Um if you want to look at his savings book, you can see there's monthly cash deposits of a thousand made to this guy's account over the same period.
1: Sorry, Manusco's account. Okay, From Archie Bonato?
2: From apparently Archie Bonato, yes. So this guy was apparently paying him to do something, balance his bank statements maybe.
1: Maybe cook up his books.
2: That's possible as well.
1: If the, if the B files were missing, where did we find this file?
2: You didn't find this in the files. you found it in like a scrapbook clipping book on his desk.
4: Okay, like a ledger or
2: like a ledger, yeah.
4: Okay. Sam, do you have uh, do you have a fair bit of accounting?
3: I uh, I don't think I, I don't think I have any accounting, but uh, we should maybe grab some of these files. Since
1: he's talking to the paper paperboy.
5: Oh. Am I there now? I didn't want to insert myself in since I we, uh, well, I was out sick. <laughs>
1: uh, we picked oh. you up on the way after you've done burying your bodies. Okay.
5: The uh, I have I know a, a little bit about accounting.
4: I did. Yeah, I just didn't know if it would be worthwhile to it, whether he's here or not to like take the you files know, with us and see if he can analyze them. You know, you could take, could take the
2: ledger if you wanted to. If you really wanted to, it's up to you. Yes,
4: yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll I'll grab that um, with the intention of getting it to Sam at our first Richie
3: session. and uh, Jack. I I could kind of do a basic kind of assessment because I have a little bit of accounting in. It. Not a lot, but I have a little bit. You know, so, do you guys have all
2: your? i have your guns on you. Quick question.
3: Yeah, yes. keep mine on I have it on me.
2: Alrighty, alrighty. Because uh, I was gonna say, you kind of hear a noise coming up the stairs.
3: Kate, okay, I I pull up my gun. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I pull up my gun.
4: I'll follow uh, Big Jare's lead and pull mine out as well. Oh, guys.
1: Well, What are you guys doing?
4: (laughs) You're gonna, you're gonna. If if that is the, you know, if that is a popo,
5: you're gonna be drawing on the wrong people.
1: Yeah. What What was the nature of the noise?
2: Sounded like footsteps.
1: Big Jerry, why don't
4: you you go check it out, Jerry?
2: Hmm. All right, all right.
4: Jen, you said they were coming down the steps. Up the steps. Oh, up the steps. Oh, to the front door. I'm sorry. I misunderstood.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you guys close the door of the apartment?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, all
2: right,
4: we, all right. We obviously kicked it open or <laughs> did whatever we had to do, so I'm sure the door <laughs> isn't in good shape.
2: Uh, no, oh. it's not locking anytime soon.
4: So I'll, I'll kind of take cover behind the nearest wall uh, um, if there's, like, sort of an entryway.
2: Yeah, is there, like... What
3: is like accessible for me to kind of put against the door just in case?
2: Uh, what is there for you to put against the door?
3: I want to, I want to, gra- I want to grab something like uh, heftier, heavier,
1: so I can put it in front of the door.
2: Yeah, you can move the couch in front of the door, roll strength
1: while he's doing that. I'm going to look, I'm gonna maybe look in the bedroom and see if there's a fire escape or another way to. Escape. Oh,
3: yeah, I, I like, I go superman, I'm like. I rolled, yeah. a twi- sure. I rolled a twenty. 20- I
2: rolled a twenty-five. <laughs>
4: yeah. he hossed the couch over there. And just picked it up. <laughs>
2: yeah, you easily just pick up the couches to get right in front of the door, one-handed.
4: You will know, call him Big J uh, for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly. So to answer the other question, yes, there is a fire escape in the bedroom. Actually, <clears throat> do we?
1: Although, do we feel like? I know we kind of ran through that quickly. Did we did we feel like we did a thorough search of this place? I, I found a fire escape, fellas. We could beat it out the back.
3: Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. But be, yeah, basically, what I'm doing is I'm blocking it so we have enough time to actually get out.
5: I'll start opening the window.
2: All right. You start doing that. And uh,
4: I agree. Know,
2: a couple minutes later, you do hear the footsteps coming down the hall it sounds like one person maybe two you're kind of not sure
4: so so are we all in the the bedroom with uh where the window to the fire escape is at this point
2: i'm presuming so do you have the ledger did you want to take the ledger with you
4: yes
3: yeah i grabbed that yeah
5: good idea looking out the window do we see do do we see any police any uh where they've got view of, the, of a uh, uh, fire escape?
2: Well, roll spot hidden.
5: Good call. Fail.
2: You see absolutely nothing. Looks clear as far as you can tell.
3: Yeah, I'm, g- I'm going to make a uh, spot hidden. And cool. I pass. Yeah, you can all
2: make it if you want. Okay, Well, if, well, if you guys make it and pass... Then you know noti- that you don't really notice any like police cars with sirens or anything, but you do see an unmarked car. like it's it's hard to tell it's re- the layman couldn't really tell it's a police car, but you guys, through your experience, know an unmarked police car when you see it. It's like the kind a detective would use.
4: okay. So what, I, what I'm going to do, because I'm, I'm a bit sneaky, so what I'll do is I'll kind of go over to the door um, to the bedroom with the window of the fire escape, and I'll kind of just crack it a bit and just kind of put my ear to the door and just kind of listen down to see if um, the one or two people are saying anything in particular before I just kind of book it out of the room.
2: All righty, roll we'll listen.
1: And as this, as this is going on, we're, we're, we're getting people out the window, first boy, and then the rest of us. The-
2: that's, right, right.
4: That's a thirty that's a pass on the listen.
2: Okay. Well you do you do hear a couple uh discussions. It sounds like two men. So you you're sure this is where we're gonna start looking? Yes, of course. I'm a detective. Where else would we start looking? I don't know, I am the new guy. You have, you have to give me a break here, man. I just look I can't believe why did I take a rookie cop with me?
4: Okay, so I'll I'll kind of very quietly close the door and kind of motion to the guys like, hey, it's the cops, it's the cops. And and start to make my way over to the, the window to try and escape.
2: Alrighty. As you are starting to climb out the window, you do hear Detective Daniels, Chicago Police Department. Open up. Minusco? Pete Manusco. Start, start in the lock. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to make you roll climb. I mean, you're climbing down a fire escape, so you pretty easily make it out. I am going to have you roll stealth, if at all possible.
1: There's one, there's one detective that didn't read today's paper, apparently.
5: I am not very stealthy.
3: <laughs> oh!
5: I um, just so you know...
3: Uh, my
2: stealth, I rolled a one. Shit, son. Really nice. Mark it. My,
4: all uh, right. my, climb, my climb was an easy pass. Uh, I was an extreme pass coming out of fire escape, but my stealth was not so good. Uh, <laughs> clang, clang,
2: clang, 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 clang. And I came <laughs> all
5: my climb. Yeah, I was the first one down, and I was probably making a bunch of noise. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So I rolled I, a, I rolled of a bunch
4: of tin... Bunch of tin cans down the. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: so, you know clon 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 Uh Also, you know, since you things
5: rattle all the time.
2: How, poorly, you know? how how poorly did you roll?
5: Me?
3: Yeah, I. Yeah. I I, I had rolled a seventy-seven, and my climb. Just give me a second here. Uh, my climb is forty, so I basically failed by thirty.
2: It, <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who failed to climb. <laughs> oh <my> yeah, God.
3: <laughs> I passed my stealth, but I I failed my climb, so apparently I was you... stealthy when falling down gracefully.
2: Well, you, you assume that the best way to stealthily get down is to simply get halfway down the ladder and then just jump the rest of the way. No luck yeah. for me.
1: Did you want us to roll climb and then stealth? Pass. I failed to climb more roll.
2: Okay. Alright. I need you to roll luck, Richie.
1: Oh! Actually, no. I don't
2: pass my
5: luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. In that case, Jen, I misunderstood also. I failed both rolls.
2: Okay. Alright. So you both failed.
1: We're just all falling on top of each other.
2: Yeah, you all... Okay, that changes everything completely. Alright, so Big Jer falls... First, and uh, everybody else who falls, please roll a luck.
1: Apparently, you ah! all have difficulty using stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but we we don't call him Nimble Jer.
4: <laughs> That's what I was saying.
1: <laughs> I like the fact that
0: uh, that uh, Big Jer uh, tripped and fell and rolled all the way down the stairs and didn't make a single noise doing it.
3: Like we said, <laughs> well,
2: this is a ladder. I'm, this I is the gra-
3: stairs. I gracefully, I gracefully landed like
1: a cat.
2: Yes, you <laughs> gracefully not- landed like a cat, Big Chair, on the concrete hey. in the alley.
1: Well, maybe he fell in a dumpster, and that's why I didn't make no noise.
2: That's what the luck roll was for. You failed it.
1: I failed it too. Those of
2: you who pass luck do fall in a dumpster. Okay. But I'm going to have you take. Three hit points worth of damage. Those of oh. you who <clears throat> did pass luck, take like one.
0: Jeez, thank God the building wasn't on fire. <laughs> Everybody dies on the fire escape.
2: You, oh, are, yeah. sever- you are severely winded, Big Jer. Oh, i <laughs> <laughs> I should say, one of you lands in the dumpster, one of you lands on Big Jer.
1: I landed on Big Jer.
2: Oh. Which wins him a second time.
4: <laughs> so so I think being the only one that passed the climb roll, I'll go over and check on my fallen comrades.
2: <laughs> are, are you okay?
5: Can <laughs> you give me uh, a hand getting out of this fucking mess in here? I uh, got shit all over me now.
4: Yeah, I got you, brother. And I'll pull him out of the... Pull him out of the dumpster. All
1: right. All right. I'm going to roll to see where I, Thanks, where I landed to take that damage. You're a good mm-hmm. man. hurt my, my right leg.
2: Yeah, you know, you've, you've done enough to at least sprain it. You kind of fell funny on it, but you're otherwise okay.
1: All right. Well, let's let's beat it, fellas.
2: Yeah. Team, you team might as well, bad. because it does, it does sound like, like the... Uh, Cops up on the fourth floor may have heard all that noise you made. Just, just they might just have made that noise.
5: We're just recycling cans down here, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, boys, let's get
4: let's get out of here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. So I'm assuming at this point you guys meet back up.
0: Well, what were the yeah, girls doing while all that was going on?
2: Well, the girls were still at the, uh, still at. The pod.
4: Didn't you guys spring the uh, detective or That's or right. the, the nightclub the nightclub manager, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. did that.
1: That's right. Okay. <clears throat> so
0: yeah, we all meet back
1: up. Well, we'll give Sam some time to go through this ledger, and then we can see if it's something that would be interesting to Mister Scrivner.
2: Alrighty, Sam, roll your accounting.
5: I got a pass. It's it's not a hard, but it's a pass.
2: The occasional uh, references that Minusco did do business with Scrivener before, before something at He was paying him pretty damn good money, too. Way more than his normal, so apparently giving large amount of money for It's just a thing Scrivener does aside from that you do notice a lot of work between Manusco and Bonato, you notice a lot of different other crime families get involved, this guy was involved in heavy financial assistance for various gangs as well as some actual non-illegal financial management, looks like he was maybe a, a broker of some sort
5: uh, this Minusco, he was looks like he's playing all the sides. It's no wonder someone wanted to blow his brains out. They probably got pissed he was working, you know, against him and for him at the same time.
1: Who's who's this who's this Enron gang that keeps showing up? In the legend.
2: Hell Enron if I know. Well Must be must be one of those newcomers on the block. That is about all you find in the ledger. It doesn't seem to. It just implicates Manusco in, in a lot of dirty deeds.
5: Yeah, one one good sign here is uh, he, he uh, apparently Scrivener pays well. He was paying paying Manusco some good money for whatever the hell he was doing for him. I'm hoping we're going to pull a big score but off him too.
0: Doesn't make any sense then that any of them would have bumped him off. Because he was obviously valuable to them as somebody who could doctor their books. And it why would should have, the, must have been a rival who bumped him off.
1: Why would the Bonados have an accountant be the go-to man for trying to steal Mr. Scrivener's room if he was that valuable? Why not pick somebody else?
0: Well, I don't know about that, but
1: uh, so I, I would
0: think, think I, that I got he missed was I trying to doctor their
5: books. I I think I missed something somewhere. You guys were able to figure out Manusco was involved with with moving the the booze around?
0: Yeah, I didn't remember that.
2: Well, it's very possible that the Bonados discovered that Manusco was working for Scrivener and had worked with Scrivener in the past.
0: Who said that? I don't know.
2: Maybe Manusco had tried to go back to Scrivener maybe for for protection, maybe to help him. Resolve something, found out, and they offed him.
4: Well, Scrivener knew Manusco, and he also knew Joey the Rat, so he's obviously familiar with this part of the criminal underworld.
0: He said that you found a note. What was on the note?
2: Show the note again?
1: <clears throat> the note that we found was in Manusco's apartment, and it was a, a note for the meetup at the Blue Heaven, signed by Jay, who we uh, assume is it Joe. But you said it sounded
0: kind of threatening, though.
1: It's, well, here, take a look. It says, we, we uh, need to meet to discuss your health and well-being.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a
1: serious threat. Yeah. You don't want to get that note from anybody but your doctor.
4: Minusco s- sure seemed nervous as hell when we uh, met with him.
0: But it was a setup. Don't well Which begs i am not I'm not sure
4: that
0: is I'm not sure that I'm completely understanding the situation here. Are we saying that Mr. Minusco was murdered because he was double crossed in the Bonato
5: gang? Why would the Bonato want to kill him right there?
1: Unless and, he was skimming money off of one game and giving it to somebody else. But it
0: sounds more.
2: That's also a possibility. It
0: it's sounds also. way more like somebody knew that, uh, that he was doing the, the books for the Bonato gang, and they wanted to send the Bonato gang a message by murdering one of their people because it just don't make sense that the Bonato gang would kill this guy. He was doing their books. And if they did kill him, why would they kill him in their own club? Now they're going to have to find somebody else who they can trust to do their books for them. And that's not going to be an easy thing for them to do.
4: Well, we don't know nothing for sure, but... What uh, what was it that the the ladies found out when you guys went and uh, interviewed oh. the nightclub manager? Surely uh, yeah, he 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 offered some insight into what happened.
1: Is he here? Is he with us? Well, That's right. Did we bring him with us? I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah. The deal was that he was going to he help did. us out. Oh, sorry. Here he is, right, right. over here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we just busted Why his ass I out of jail.
2: <laughs> So yeah, what do you want
1: to know? It. Yeah. T- tell us tell us about what you know about Minusco.
2: Well about the same as you've said. He was doing a lot of dealing with a lot of different people. Who cute? Keep- he did a lot of uh bookkeeping for various gangs. Uh, he did for uh our family.
1: you think that one of the gangs might have had a problem with his freelance status?
2: Could have. More than likely, yeah.
1: You know who killed him?
2: In a... Yeah, I I might know who killed him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or well, who who hired Is to it... have him killed? I don't I know. Don't know a a I, I
2: thought
0: but... I thought that Joey the Rat killed him. Exactly. Joey, yeah.
1: But who hired Joey?
2: Well, I know Joey works for the Nato Gang, but maybe uh somebody hired him on freelance. He sometimes does that.
1: If the Bonados were going to have Manusco rubbed off, why would they do it in their own club? Send a message. I I think, Richie, you mean
0: rubbed out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <rubbed> I don't. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that, uh, Richie. Yeah, send a message, you know, show um, that you're not. Show uh... so you're not actually kidding. You know,
1: six, six of one, half dozen of the other.
2: Well, it could be he uh, invited other gang members to uh, his club. This kind of a meeting ground to a point. Also,
3: also maybe this is this is just my this is just for my own uh, opinion. Maybe it was initiation.
2: You know, it could be, yeah. It
1: yeah, but it got, it, this, this whole thing got the Bonato's club shut down. Yeah,
2: or it could have been a mistake. Maybe he didn't intend to kill him.
0: Yeah, it don't make no sense that Banatos had any intention of doing I'm this.
1: Oh, to
5: the back of the head is not a mistake. Let Vicky speak, y'all. Everything
0: turned out. What's that? Vicky?
6: I was going to say, unless the Bonados want to send a message to any employees of theirs saying, you'll only work for us and no one else. And This is what happens when you do work behind our backs. Could be sending a message to other people who are employed under them.
0: But, but Vicki, what employees? They just lost their whole business overnight.
2: Idea roll.
3: Oh, oh. I got an 05.
2: Nice. Tricky. Has is a good hot idea.
3: Tonight. Big Jared does not have an idea. You rolled a
2: 99, by the way. <laughs>
3: 97, you know what, right the Chair?
2: <laughs> I bet you anything. You know who has something to do with this? Yeah. I bet you anything the detective has something to do with this. She ordered Pete Manuska snuffed out. It makes too much sense.
3: Yeah, of course.
2: The so that he you would have a you,
3: reason to shut down the
2: club? You who make the role. Well, you know, Scrivener occasionally would go down to the blue heaven. Perhaps they were trying to send a message to Scrivener that if he hires on their guys again, he'll be next.
0: By closing down their whole business. It actually makes more sense that they sent a message to Scrivener. No, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dumb blonde.
2: Maybe you are just a dumb blonde, Trixie. Well, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter now. Minusco's dead. Bonato sent somebody, apparently, to kill him. Joey the Rat. And uh, said shooter is still at large. You also have a lead to follow involving the... Uh, Hey, one of those uh, traveling the river players hear so much about.
0: Sorry. You want to know what's mm-hmm. weird? It came up on my screen as scam alert.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: like half of my phone calls are scams.
2: Some right. really <coughs> weird Sorry. bird calls out this this year, are there? But uh,
0: the ice cream man.
2: You, true. Like like I said, you have a lead to follow involving the funeral that apparently Leroy was going to attend sometime tomorrow now that you think about mm-hmm. it.
0: Mm-hmm. So and anything we, else we you wanna, guys would Are we gonna offer him any kind of money for that horn of his? Since Scribner you wants could. it. We'll you find, totally I'm, could? I'm I'm talking
1: to them. We'll we'll find out what his price is. Yeah. I'm sure Mr. Scrivener is ready to make up a generous offer. And uh, So Manusco's dead. If there's a message, consider it sent. We can get this ledger back to Mr. Scrivener. Uh,
0: is, the good anybody idea. Gonna, is anybody going to talk about the fact that he got up after having his head blown off and walked out
6: the, the, the building? What I'm the hell is that, that all about? I'm trying to forget that. I thought it was just a hallucination.
0: Well, it obviously wasn't a hallucination because he got outside and got hit by a car.
5: Did it, did he stop then?
0: I don't oh, know. he stopped his, then. His his brains were splatted all over. I know. I picked some of them out of my
1: dress. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a medical mystery. It, what it was bad. But but it's
0: like it's like it's like witchcraft oh. or something like a zo- what do they call them zombies? Was he a zombie? Something like that? What is it voodoo? Could,
3: could it be, be uh, it could be any of those there. Trixie. It's outside oh, of my area no, of expertise. Crazy.
0: It's crazy.
2: That it is. All right, so I'm assuming you bring the ledger to Scrivener's office, and you know he uh, invites you in as always. He has a fresh pot of coffee, and he is listening to the new single that got put out, "Dead Man Stomp." Very much enjoying it, by the way. So, what have you got for me?
4: Well, not much, Mister Scrivener, but we do. uh, What we do have is this ledger that uh, ties ties uh, on penit. Pete Manusco to quite a few transactions with the Bonato gang.
2: Hmm. Do you suppose was shot? He kind of nods and thinks on it and oh yeah, you you sense he understands precisely why Manusco was shot.
4: Mr. Scrivener, what uh, what is it that you're thinking?
2: First, they take my room, then they try to send me a message. I'm not liking where this is going.
1: You think uh, I want you
2: to find? I want you to find Joey the Rat, and I want you to ice him.
1: You think? Uh, you think Manuso got himself rubbed off if because uh, he was doing some side business with yourself, Mr. Scrivener?
2: Very possibly, though I, I think Richie, you mean, rubbed out.
1: Either way,
0: go my Shakespeare. He got bumped off.
2: <laughs> Mixed metaphors happens to the best of us. I would,
0: and now he's very much like you.
2: I would like you to find uh, Joey the rat for me, if you can. Bring him to me alive. I want to deal with him myself.
1: Alright, we'll find You You know, have any idea where to find him?
2: No. I would assume he would probably be close to wherever Bonato is. He might be able to even tell you where the Bonato warehouse is. And if that's the case, then maybe you could kill two birds with one stone.
1: All right, fellas, I think we got our next marching orders. Yeah, I uh, think
2: so
3: too.
1: Uh quick have question. You found,
2: have you found out anything about that trumpet yet?
1: We got a lead on the trumpet for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh quick question. I'm
0: looking at my notes. What is warehouse forty three on Dock Street?
2: I believe that's Scrivener's warehouse. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, I was just I was just about to ask uh roughly where he's going to be.
2: Where Scrivener is going to be or where who's going to be?
3: Uh Scriv- the basically the person that we're supposed to ice.
0: Joey the rat. Oh, jo- the rat. Joey. We don't know. We'd have to find
2: him. I know he occasionally correctly tends to spend some time over in over in the uh, african-american quarter for whatever reason I think he might have a girlfriend out that way
5: okay is Joey uh, is Joey the rat African-american
2: um, he is white
5: Oops. he just likes some uh, darkness
2: He just likes him dark.
1: All right. And we're not going to ice him. Mr. Scrivener wants him alive.
2: I'm alive, and I want him bound. I will deal with him myself.
5: You You want to talk to this horn player, or you just want us to get the horn?
2: Horn player. Joey is the guy that shot Leroy turner was the horn player
5: didn't you want us to get the horn that we heard him playing the other night yes i do of course well do you want the guy that played the horn too
2: if he's willing to come in it would be a lovely treat
4: so we got we got leroy turner who's the guy with the horn and we've got his his card that we can follow up on that lead and the second piece of it was joey the rat and we got to hunt him down and purportedly take him alive.
2: Mm-hmm. Or at least get where Manusco, not Minusco, Bonato's headquarters are, are out of him. Basically either gotcha. give him Joey alive or get what information you can out of him. If that's not possible. So
4: uh, I'll ask Scrivna, Mrs. Scrivna, it seems like you got a bit of a, a conflict with this here banano gang. I mean, uh, you're trying to start some kind of war with this group?
2: No. As I said, they were the ones stealing my shipments. They're muscling it on my territory.
4: So you have uh, no prior history with this group? Uh, nothing Nothing comes to mind? Uh, no, no particular reason why they, they might be coming after you?
2: Not that I'm aware of. I mean, my rum is very high quality. I ensure that it is. That's the only thing. I can fair enough, of. enough. Unless you have evidence of.
0: No, I just. The funny uh, thing is, is that they left most of the rum at the dock. That's what you guys said.
4: Well, they uh, they were taking in shipments, so it's clear they were uh, they were stepping in a little bit at a time.
0: Maybe they yeah. were after something else that was with the rum.
2: Maybe, or maybe um, they just didn't pick up the shipment yet.
6: I think Trixie that, has a good point. That I could be a possibility. I believe apostolic. I just agreed with Trixie.
2: Might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> it will never happen again.
4: All right. So we, oh. we have uh we do we have anything at this point that would indicate like our next lead on the Bonados or is the only thing we have up to this point is just the just the card with the funeral home?
2: So far, just the card. Um you do have the ledger. If you right, show yeah. Scrivener that, he might have more information for you.
4: Do you, do you guys want
6: to
1: stake out the uh, funeral home tonight or today? I do well, don't think we have to stake it out. I think we just have to show up.
2: You know, the funeral's not until have... tomorrow at 11 anyway.
5: You know, right. I, I don't really like all this having to, you know, like sneak around. And I, I, I kind of, you know, I helped some guys out a few years back when they had, uh, let's just say they, they had to go into a hospital to get a guy that was being protected by the by the police. And uh, they needed to come up with some credentials, so I made them credentials. They got them past the police. I'm thinking maybe we all need to be official too, so we can move around a little less uh, inhibited. You know, and we, you know, maybe we can all be detectives. I think I can, uh, I can make that uh, make us look official here.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good idea.
1: Maybe, well, a,
3: yeah. I
1: think as far as the funeral home is concerned, we just show up to the funeral. Don't, don't you think, though, that
0: all of the detectives get together on the weekends and have barbecues and stuff? So they're all going to know each other.
5: We, maybe we detectives from outside of town.
0: Then why are we doing detective work inside of town?
5: I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about detective work. Well, you know,
0: I think that us ladies have way more just...
5: chance of
0: getting in uh, to the Bonato's headquarters just by being women.
3: Yes, so but also
0: uh,
3: for what we can do about the predictive, we can say that we've been uh, hired by, I don't know, we'll just say a person's name. We can we can choose that later on. But we can basically say, oh, we've been hired by this person to do some detective work. That's why we're here. We're from out of town. We're actually from New York or even like San Francisco or or somewhere but- like that.
0: But why would the Bonato gang answer any questions that a detective was
5: asking? Oh, I'm, mean, not, I, because... I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to say we, we try to pass them off on the Bonados. Once we get to them, we're going to have to have a different tactic. But if Maybe we're going to encounter, you know, neighbors of people, you know, and uh, potentially, you know, other officials, you know, uh, it yeah, might I... make things easier.
3: I wasn't talking about penados. So I was just talking about so that we have a cover story for the regular Joes, or even like.
0: Can I make officers. a suggestion? Another um, It's a. Your, it, your, your your idea might come in handy for certain aspects of this job, but Joey the Rat is a man for hire. Yeah. Do dirty work. Yeah. So, why don't you pretend to be somebody who needs some dirty work done and you need to locate Joey the rat? Just ask around.
5: If If I needed dirty work done, I'd be calling you.
2: Ouch. (laughs) No, I think think it wasn't so much of an ounce.
0: Let's let's wow. get together later.
2: Yeah, it is getting kinda I late. I probably up. Up. Um,
0: but you understand what I mean. Pretend to be some guy who needs to hire someone to bump someone off just to get a close to to the rat. And then you got him.
3: Trixie, you do your thing. Let let us men do the do our job.
0: All right. All right, fine. I'm just a blonde.
6: I, I look All at it, right, Trixie yeah. and, I, and I shrug too, like, okay, let the men do what they want to do.
0: Yeah. I walk over to, yeah. to Victoria and I'm like, I think we can solve this whole problem.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let the men go off just and do whatever by, they want to do. Just by using do. the
1: assets that God has given us.
2: Yeah. The enormous <laughs> assets you have.
1: So maybe tomorrow we, uh, we split up. Uh, some of us go to the funeral. Uh, and some of us start looking for Joey to rat under the guise of uh, some work for hire.
2: Yeah, you could also try to track down Leroy Turner if you want, but though he said he would be, it, does, it didn't say on the card he'd be at the funeral. So. Yeah, that's
1: why we would be going. Okay, okay.
2: All maybe, right.
1: Maybe Trixie doesn't go, go to the funeral home. They might mistake her for a corpse and try and put her in the ground.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, well, you all. Head on home. Do me a favor. Could you all roll power?
6: Now I look at Trixie and I'm like, why are these guys taking my job away from me? This, 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 oh,
2: Trixie. Does
6: passed.
5: Trixie really come across as though she's destitute? I mean, seriously.
4: Does okay, she so I have
2: I have a pass? I got
6: a 48. Well, out of yes, I, I got an extreme.
2: Pass, pass, pass. It's
4: a, it's a big miss on
0: my part. <laughs>
2: All right. My, my problem so right
0: now mean. is I haven't done any shopping in the last two weeks.
2: All righty. All righty. All righty. Person who got an extreme, I'm going to come back to you. Those, The rest of you two who passed heads or tails? Heads. heads. <laughs> well, that doesn't help me because I flipped heads. Tails.
0: We're both
6: heads. Both heads.
2: Okay, so I'm going to say Tom gets it. Alrighty. Hi. I'm going to have everybody who failed, please take off their headphones.
0: Except for me? Okay.
2: Except for money? you. I'm going to go by name and I'm going to send a message in the chat. So we're going to start with... Actually, because there's so many of you.
0: They can't hear you. You had them take off their headphones.
2: Right. So, okay, so we'll start with you. Okay, I'm taking yeah, we'll my headphones start with off you. Yeah, we'll start with you, Trixie.
0: Okay. So did you want him to take his headphones off? Okay.
2: Yes, I did. Already, Trixie. That night, you'll start having a dream. Dream that you are, you have an appointment with somebody, someone who... I mean, you arrived less than a minute ago at the unassuming brick building, number 410 on Main Street, downtown Arkham, Massachusetts. Just feel free to enter when you arrive, the man said when you first met. The door will be open, I'll meet you in the library for a chat. Your hands find the doorknob, turn it, and you walk down the entry hall, wiping your feet before entering the library, off to the left. And what a library it is. Hundreds of books up to a ceiling that stretches at least two stories with a big pane window overlooking the street.
0: And the go, I go up, up to in... the I go up to the guy behind the counter and I say, I would like um Trixie. An
2: Trixie, this is somebody's house. There's a globe sitting in one corner near the writing desk and a fire roaring in the fireplace before a large couch of ornate design. Uh, The richly red curtains are shut, letting in no light from the outside. And on the couch is a man in a dark suit, sable-haired and pale-skinned, with a thick green book. He notices you, looks up, and speaks in a hauntingly familiar voice. Ah, hello, I didn't see you enter. Town Trixie, this this is the book I mentioned, the one I wanted to share with you. Right. So Show right. me the book. All right. Yeah, he offers you the book, says it will explain your, all your questions, and uh, he gives you the book. You can read it all you like, and then perhaps we can discuss it over tea. Uh, speaking of, I should grab that. He leaves, and you're left with the book. Do you read it? Yeah.
0: Are there any pictures?
2: Oh, yes. Yes indeed, Trixie, there are. You open the book and inside you see... well, it's hard to find the image, you see, but it's not pretty to look at. Some sort of multiform creature and the paragraph nearby explains the figure is a dark god with many forms, some say a thousand or more. The descriptions of some of them are vile There's a masked woman with acid skin, a demon that aids witches in dark magic, a bat-like creature with a glowing red eye, a howling thing with a long red tongue. There's even some that look human. And As you turn the page, you nearly drop the book in shock. There in the image depicted is a man, not just any man, but the man who invited you here. And then you hear a voice. Well, Trixie, are you enjoying the book?
0: I don't know. It's a little bit scary. Some of these images are really disturbing, and I've seen some crap.
2: Well, have you seen this? You hear him say from the doorway, and as you turn just in time to see him enter, you realize he's changed in time to see the multitude of slick black slime gleaming tentacles emerging from where his head should be and to hear the manlike thing howl in a horrible delight at your fear as he reaches for you with clawed hands. The sound echoes in your mind and you awake screaming drenched in sweat and pale as a sheet. Do me a favor and roll sanity.
0: Um, 18 which is a pass. Take two. Okay.
2: Take two. All righty. Okay. or Guys. Guys.
0: Corey's the only one not looking at the screen. (laughs) Corey. Corey. (laughs) There he goes.
2: All righty. So it was you, Tom, and Corey who passed, right?
3: Yes. Who's you? Okay.
2: Corey.
0: You said you, Tom, and Corey.
5: Passing the POW? Yeah, the POWer. I, I passed the POW.
2: Passed the POW. Alrighty. Um, With Sam Booty this time. Alrighty.
0: So you want us all to take our earphones off again?
2: I'm sorry, I'm really bad at names.
1: <laughs> we could, we could, I mean, if you want, we could separate player knowledge and character knowledge.
2: Nah, it's just, I don't want to spoil it for everybody. Okay. Alrighty, Sam. Okay. So, you fall asleep and you dream. And.
0: Corey. Kate.
2: You do dream. You dream you're walking down a pitch-dark corridor, to God only knows where. There's something in one of your hands, squishy and pulsating but tough, that's dripping with a cold and somewhat congealed liquid. You've been walking for hours, it seems. How much further must you go to reach your destination? Suddenly a voice, powerful, deepened, yet someone so- somewhat soothing calls out to you. Come closer, Traveler, you are nearly there. Intrigued, you quicken your pace, turn a corner, and are nearly blinded by thin torchlight and the glimmer of gold. When you recover, you're almost even more astonished. Before you is a man, but not quite a man, for his head is more like an animal. Your closest approximation is that of a wild dog of some kind. A barred door waits at one end of the room, behind a snarling unseen beast growls. At the other lies a large set of great golden scales, one end bearing a feather that seems to glow with inherent light. You feel at once both at peace and very nervous with this sight. You are to be tested. Then the jackal-headed man opens his muzzle and speaks in a soothing but powerful voice. A greetings to you for coming this far. You must know where you are now and why you are here. Have you brought with you that which is needed.
6: Uh,
5: I don't know. What the hell I have with me? I looked down in my hand. What it was it that I was carrying? That squishy thing.
2: You are carrying your own still-beating heart. And looking over your chest, you do have a gash where your heart was removed.
5: Oh, shit. This is bad. Uh, it, 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 you know, I think it's probably time for me to wake up here.
2: Uh I do not believe there will be any waking up from your condition. He seems to have a, a little bit of a twinkle in his eye. You don't feel uneasy, you feel almost at peace. Did did you die or something?
5: Oh, I wasn't even drinking today. I don't think I didn't do anything dangerous today.
2: Do not worry, traveler. All is well. Please be. Place it upon the scale and show me the nature of your heart. <laughs> All right. The instrument dips and sways at first, blood pooling in the dish from the pumping heart and you wait with a bated breath to see what happens. It nearly balances. Nearly. And then at the last minute, it falters. Your heart is heavy, heavy with something, and you watch it burst into a radiant golden flame and vanish. No, No, this isn't right. You've lived a decent life, you're a decent person, you've made peace with the gods. How have you been rejected by the scales? Panic grips you suddenly, and the jackal-headed man gives you an almost surprised and pained look. I am truly sorry, Traveler, he says. And you believe it as he takes the keys from the wall and goes to the cage. But there is nothing that I can do. Your heart is not heavy with sin, but it is not ours to accept. This can only mean one thing. He has already claimed you. I promise this will be a mercy in comparison. He who? The creature in the cage snarls as the door opens, and soon you see two bed eyes gleaming from within. You know what's going to happen next. A permanent death, a devouring, a loss of the self, and it terrifies you to no end. As the torchlight dies, the creature launches from the cage at you, snarling, and all you are able to see as your last sight, is the hideous beast's crocodilian jaws, aiming to snap around your throat. Please roll sanity as you wake up, Right.
5: That is a pass. I rolled a 39 out of 60.
2: Nice. Um, Take two.
5: Okay, take two.
2: And,
5: and do I have clear recollection of this as I wake?
2: Yes, you do. Okay.
5: Am I am at home in my own bed
2: yes you're at home in your own bed shaken but you're at home in your own bed
5: that uh... right take off
2: your headphones and you call Cory next all sure. right I'm out okay Corey okay Cory so you dream you sleep very fitfully it's almost like you didn't sleep at all like like you're still awake, you, you go about your day. It's been a very hot day, abnormally so, dry and scorching. The this Chicago or the goddamn Sahara? All the same, despite the heat, you chose to view a show, a one-night-only thing. Some magician, you've heard. Either way, you bought your tickets, had hurried to the theater to get a good seat, and are currently waiting for the show to begin. And begin, it does. The curtain rises, displaying a large projection screen. A dusky-skinned man walks on stage, dressed in a smart russet suit and black tie, but it's his sheer presence that overwhelms, captivates, holds the eye. His is a voice that resonates without amplification, and you find yourself enraptured as he humbly introduces himself. You can't place his nationality, but his is a face you instantly trust and recognize, though you aren't sure where you've seen it before. Friends, I have a most extraordinary projector here to show you. You see, it is capable of viewing time, and with it I would like to show you true wonder. I promise you, it will be unforgettable. You are somewhat skeptical as the showman adjusts the projector and it beams the image onto the screen, but then you sit even more astounded by what you see. The image is of a street outside, as if filmed with a camera, but far more real. It seems as if you could reach out and touch it. Then slowly you realize the footage appears to be proceeding quite quickly, abnormally so. Day and night circles occur rapidly, the seasons change almost every frame, and yet the camera's position doesn't. Cars begin to change slowly, as do buildings and clothing, and then they all become something near unrecognizable. Towering structures of glass and metal, cars in bizarre baldness and streamlined designs, some with foreign names. Then it proceeds further and further, and you watch it all begin to die. People watch the sun implode on itself, in abject horror then fall to their knees begging. You swear you can hear their shrieking voices and the bile rises in your throat as the all too real people begin to tear out their own organs, claw out their eyes attempting to die in vain. The audience around you is shocked and horrified, yet just like you, they cannot look away. You can bear this sight no longer, and against your own will, hear yourself scream for the performance to stop, that it must be a trick, that this is a cleverly done illusion. This incenses the performer to the point he shuts off the projector in anger, embittered. Perhaps then it is not for one such as yourself. Leave, all of you at once, get out! Return to what you think of as reality. You may very well find it is far more illusory than you thought. You leave, gladly, and step outside into the cold night. There's just one problem. Something about your surroundings feels wrong. The streets are empty. The moon has an off-putting greenish cast to it, as if it's ill. There's no sound except the hushed and nervous chatter of others. And, more strangely yet, there's snow. Soft white snow in the middle of summer. No, wait. Not snow. Ash. Ash. Ash from some long-burned thing, from the shelves of buildings you're just now noticing. From the charred human remains inside you're just now seeing. Simultaneously, the others come to the same conclusion and realization. You've seen this very sight earlier, just back on the projector screen. Despair clogged your mind, choking your thoughts. He did this. He brought you here. You're all going to die here. You can feel your mind unhinging already. The fear in the crowd reaches a fever pitch, then one after another they begin to split off. Some in columns heading God only knows where, some simply lying on the ashy ground and crying as they begin clawing their eyes out. But you, you and a few others struck mute, just walk. You walk miles and your feet ache, an incessant march. There's nothing but ash as far as you can see. You walk for days and people start to collapse and die from exhaustion. You must go somewhere. You feel it, you sense it. When you see the great marble and basalt mansion before you, suddenly there on the hillside and alarmingly pristine for the carnage around it, you know this is the place. The place you have to go to suffer and die at his hands and you go gladly. This is what he wants. This is his will, the will of Nyarlathotep. Roll sanity.
3: I fail. I
2: Ooh, you fail!
3: I feel. fail.
2: You fail. Take four. You wake up shrieking. <gasps> All right.
3: Okay, wow. Kids. Wow, 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 wow.
2: Intense, wasn't it? Like camping. Yep. So. Yeah, everybody can. Headphones. Headphones, headphones, headphones. Ah, headphones, headphones.
0: I think we all have our headphones on.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Ignore me. I just made a complete ass of myself. So, the rest of you presumably meet back up at your favorite lunch spot breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever at Tortellini's place. And uh, some of you are looking very, very much worse for wear a little nervous, a little shaken, and a little tired.
0: I gotta stop drinking late at night. I had the weirdest dreams.
3: Yeah, I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop drinking. I don't know what we put in this uh, rum, but yeah, I gotta stop drinking.
1: You guys need to quit drinking Why those flipping grapes.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> what I could use right now is a is a corpse reviver number two.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be good. A uh a, a Billy, uh Billy get my friend Trixie here uh, he a reanimator. Gets it for
0: I don't know what a reanimator is. What's that, that's
1: that's what we call the corpse survivor number two over here.
0: Oh, okay. Why is it glowing green like that? Oh that's the
2: I just... would not know.
0: That's the absent. I mean... What has it got antifreeze in it?
2: That's <laughs> the absinthe. Yes, yes, it has antifreeze.
0: Bring me a Flaming Moe, minus the cough
3: syrup. You mean the Flaming Homer?
1: Uh, Bill, get a a Flaming Moe, a Flaming Homer, uh, another uh, reanimator, and also a Father Yes, sir. Yes,
2: sir. He heads off and he starts uh, getting those drinks prepared. You guys want to discuss your dreams at all or no? Can
0: Can I get one of those meatball sandwiches?
2: Oh, of the meatball would eating. be
1: good. Meatballs. Uh, bring on a, uh, a, a three-footer and we'll all split it among ourselves.
0: So what was your dream about? Mine was so bizarre.
1: Well,
3: you, I would tell you, but you probably wouldn't even believe me. with that bizarre.
0: Why wouldn't I believe you? It's a dream.
3: Well.
2: Dreams are normally pretty bizarre.
0: Look. I went to a client's house Was this guy, and I seemed to know him, and he gave me a book, and I looked in the book, and there were the craziest, craziest pictures you've ever seen. They were like insane pictures. And then he came up behind me, and when I turned around and looked at him, he turned into the things that I saw in the book, like monsters and stuff. Oh, wow. Wow. Bloody and ropey, and I don't know, it must be that thing that that guy getting shot right in front of us is what do they call it? Shell shock?
3: They probably don't call it shell shock in the 1920s. Uh,
0: a nervous disorder
3: wouldn't it just be shock?
2: Possibly, it could be a case of shock.
1: What was it? A book of uh, uh, Hieronymus uh, Bach patents? Well,
3: I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go into detail, but basically what my dream was about was I went to a movie theater and we seen I, and there was a projection and it basically was just absolutely crazy and then when the projector was over I went out and it was the exact same thing on outside.
0: What do you mean? Like everything was in black and white?
3: No, like just everything that was on the screen was like what outside
0: like what was on the screen
3: (sighs) i don't even want to even tell you about that
1: Mm -hmm. he does seem very shaken i i had some weird dreams clearly the events of the past few days are getting to us yeah I had a dream. I bet about, you,
0: did your dreams have pasta in them?
1: Uh no, I didn't dream about about pasta. I, I go to bed full, huh? Uh but um uh, I did dream about the uh, the guy in the red suit was at my front door.
0: The guy we saw the other day.
1: Yeah, Johnson the, the jazz man. Creepy.
0: So so what was your dream about? Just the guy?
1: Well, I heard I heard a knock at the door. I thought it was my brother Danny, who always bothered me a little fucking animal. Uh, but so I went to see what all the commotion was about, and he was at my front door talking about he was going to come in. I said, "No, you're not." And then he went away. I we stayed up all night drinking coffee.
0: Hmm. Anyways, just weird dreams, I guess. But boy, I woke up. I was scared to death.
3: Yeah, I was also pretty.
2: Yeah, so you've been pretty exhausted lately. It just seems like one thing after another. It's always something. If it's not the dreams. Gotta... It's the setbacks.
0: We got to get to it's that funeral. Time...
2: Yeah, it's about time to get to that funeral. I mean, it's maybe ten in the morning now. By now,
1: let's oh. go. <clears throat> are we all gonna go? We're gonna we're we gonna split up and start looking for. uh for Joy let's, let's
0: all go. We might as well see this funeral. It's, it hasn't been that long since I was at one.
5: All right. I just had the car cleaned. Yeah, some of you can ride with me. I got enough room for at least four of you in there.
0: And didn't they say it was going to be like New Orleans style? So we're going to have music and jazz and stuff. Maybe I'll ride
5: the car.
1: Maybe they'll have some good food too. Huh?
2: Oh, yeah. You know, that good old soul food. So, uh, yeah, you head on over there. It's it's not hard to find, although you do get some very odd looks walking through the door of the Dupuy funeral home. Morgan Dupuy, considering everyone there is black and you are all white. Like, who are these people? Why are they here?
1: Hey, how are you doing? My my condolences.
2: Oh yeah, I, well thank you for coming. Are, are you? Did you know him or?
0: We're actually more friends of the uh, the musician. Oh. But oh, really? we do offer our condolences.
3: Yeah.
0: We'll be quiet. We'll sit in the back.
2: I wasn't aware Leroy had that many friends, but okay. Now, that, now you start seeing people kind of murmuring to each other and talking. You seem a little suspicious of you, like Nobody seems to really want to speak to you. They think you might have come here to gawk.
0: Gawk at what? It's a funeral.
2: Gawk at all the black people at the funeral. I don't know. They just don't trust you. Forget about it.
0: We just take a quiet seat in the back.
2: Indeed. Well, Victoria, Vicky, you are kind of heading on your way to the back when you run into someone, kind of distracted. You back up, and it is, um, hey, it's Jazzman ja- Johnson from earlier. He's still in that red suit. He's still got his horn with him, and he's still he's got his black tie. A little bit odd for him to be wearing a red, like a red suit to a funeral. That seems a little out of place. Right, I'm well- sorry. I didn't- <clears throat> I didn't mean to run into you. Well,
6: it's okay. It's quite all right. And does he look like he's with anybody else, though?
2: No, it looks like he came here by his himself, probably to take part in the jazz portion of the uh, procession, funeral procession. I
6: mean, is he? Is he? He's not with a band or anything like that. He's just by himself. So he's just no. He
2: must have just arrived. He's got his case in his hand. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, uh,
6: I'll get out of his way, and I'll go over to the others and let them know that uh, that
1: he's here. We're, we're, we're trying to get this horn from him, right? No, we're trying to get Leroy's horn. The trumpet. The silver trumpet.
0: The silver one with four wigglies.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah well, when I see him, uh, I'm going to get a little bit uh, shaped up, as it was.
2: Oh, yes, you very much get shaken up. Could you roll sanity?
1: Oh. not so good. <laughs> Do I need sanity as well?
2: Um, yeah, anybody who remembers the red suit is very oh, I, much... I,
6: I remember it. I was just trying to get out of it. Yeah,
2: place. anyone who remembers the red suit, senses it feels very familiar. Right, those of you, so those of you who make it, Shake it off, and you're like, no, it's just—it was just a—it's just a coincidence. Just a There's a lot of red suits. Those of you who don't, take two. You are—you go immediately pale or shaking. Yeah, uh, the jazz man notices this. Are—are are you all right? Look shaken. Haven't I seen you somewhere before?
1: Yeah, we was at the uh, at the club the other night, the Blue Heaven, when uh, all the drama went down.
2: Right, I'm sorry to hear about that. It's not one death and it's another. It seems like no matter where I end up, chaos seems to follow.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully we won't have any chaos today. It's a funeral.
2: I should certainly hope not. I mean, it's not the first I've heard of things going strange around here. Last night, I heard a man walked off right into Lake Michigan said he was muttering something about a lost city. He did not come back. Just right, walked right out beside the tides and vanished. And then there's that man with pitch black eyes I saw roaming around, shaking people's hands and grinning. It's a- worse since they brought that Egyptology exhibit to the museum. It's a curse. I bet you folks anything is a mummy's curse like King Tut.
1: Yeah, take it easy. Uh, Chicago's got hot all over.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's chaos everywhere. It crawls everywhere.
2: It certainly does it gets in your in your plans and gums up the works, doesn't it? Shame. What's become of the world? Wow. Well, I should probably. I should probably go. Speak. I think
5: you're all talking like, 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 like crazy people. I'm just looking at y'all like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, maybe we should pipe oh, down Super now that we're here at the funeral. General, what the hell are you
3: doing?
0: <laughs> we, we need to pipe down. We are at a funeral, you know. Uh,
2: exactly.
1: I will ask, Kate. You you know who, uh, who who the deceased is?
2: Um, yes, yes. Unfortunately, I do. And Frederick Wester. He was. He was supposed to. He apparently was the brother of. One of the local newspapers for our community, and he was handling a rifle unsafely.
1: The tragedy. Yeah, that's not good at all. Mm. You are, uh, you know, we're, we're not. We're actually here to uh, uh, number one, pay our respects and number two, to see uh, Leroy, the trumpet man.
2: Mm. Well, I know Leroy tends to be a bit late to things. He might... He should be here, but... uh, I mean, he knew him, but... It's going... It might take him a bit. Certainly, he'll join before the procession.
3: I sure hope. In, In
2: any case, I should probably go... I should probably go speak with the other band members. I... I'm a little antsy myself.
1: I hear this is uh, somewhat of a, a New Orleans-style funeral. Uh, you think they got any red beans and rice anywhere around here?
2: Oh, of course. There's always good food at these things. There is a table of food. Mostly light things.
1: I'm looking for shrimp.
2: Uh, They're not exactly rich enough to afford shrimp.
0: Yeah, Richie, that food's not for us. Rich is-
3: Richie, all you're thinking about is the shrimp and the food.
2: I mean, there's okra, there's collard greens, there's an actual like Cajun gumbo someone made. There's all sorts food. foods. Gumbo, I fried I, chicken I, gizzards.
0: Big Jet is not
6: for was, us let's just pay our respects let's look at things with a uh observant eye and when we mingle with the family and get you know to know these people a little bit better that's when we go in for the food if, if you, had, you ever had, had it, it, i mean i don't think so never I never tried it um but i think it'd be it would be best if you know we blend in a little bit better than we are right now we're standing out like a sore thumb um now if we go over there and start attacking their their
1: table yeah that's, know,
6: a, that's, that's that's a bit uncouth
1: that's a good idea we we want to blend in and then maybe later we'll, we'll have some okra
6: yeah i'll have to try that it does smell good all right we'll give you that
2: okra's good shit. all right so you do get a little More information when you speak to the family members of Mr. Frederick. They're all extremely distraught, especially the wife. She is beside herself with grief. Just sobbing and sobbing. Trying to be consoled throughout the whole thing. She basically does not leave the coffin side and the coffin is shut. It is definitely a closed casting funeral. I,
6: I will I will say this. Um while we're we're, you know, mingling, I do wanna keep my ears open to hear if anybody's talking about his death particularly. Like we just you know, we heard mentioned that, you know, he had an accident with a, a rifle, but I wanna hear a bit more,
2: mm-hmm. because, right.
6: you know. Okay,
2: yeah, you listening there's a lot of discussion. You do if you roll listen, hear something. It's pretty loud.
0: Oh, I hear something?
2: I don't. Hear okay. No. Victoria hears nothing. Trixie to hear something. You happen to be passing by a small group of young men who are talking and one of them appears to be extremely distraught. Probably another family member. Uh, he lo- he has... Uh, if you look closely, you can see he has like little ink smudges in his nails. Probably works at a, at a printing press somewhere. Um, he- he's in deep grief. He doesn't seem to trust you guys. Um, he's murmuring to one of his friends. You know, he wasn't handling that rifle safely. I told him. I said, "Fred, you best be careful with that rifle when you clean it," but he wasn't listening to me. 2 days ago. It was it was only 2 days ago. I told him to, to make sure there were no bullets in the gun. You didn't, you didn't know. It wasn't it wasn't your fault. No, no, I should've should have been there. I should've said something. <coughs> Sorry. Point blank. At least he died quick. Pretty, pretty tragic.
0: Well, eventually I the band anything. starts. I just, I just keep going. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eventually, the band starts uh, gathering together. Psst, Leroy. Oh God, that that drunk. He's always late for these things. Of course, he'd be late for something that's important. <sighs> You how, know, many, ha, every... how many
5: entrances, Jen? How, Jen, how many entrances are there to the like the, the area we're in? Is there like a front door, back door? Is there one main parking area? Front door, area? side
2: doors. There's a parking area. It's like an actual funeral house.
5: Alright. I, I want to go and stand outside the main entrance. Um, oh, I'm watching for our uh, musician friend to show up.
1: Is it a close? You said it's a closed casket?
2: Closed casket, yes.
1: Uh... But, I'm going to reach over and tell Big Jay. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, uh, given the events of the other night, uh, I can think of one tune I hope they don't play.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean on that. Uh, I sure hope they don't play that tune. Because that would make kind of awkward ice.
0: It would be an odd tune to play at a funeral.
2: It really wouldn't fit the funeral. It'd be kind of tacky to play Dead Man's Stomp at the funeral.
0: They'll probably play uh, when the saints go marching in. Well, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good one.
2: All right. Well, uh, starts to be coming close to eleven. You see, all the band members start checking their watches and just shake their heads. He's not coming. I told you he's not going to come. Look, maybe he's just late. Yeah, like always. We're, look, we're going without him. He, if he comes across as what we're doing the procession to the to the graveyard, well, you join right in. But we got to go. So uh, things start getting packed up. The procession um, begins. The pallbearers start grabbing the casket. Yes.
0: Okay. So is there no is there no service that goes on? This point? Well, the
2: service the service has gone on already. You kind of entered in the middle of it. Okay. That, or they're going to be performing the majority of the rites at the graveyard.
3: Well, I want to go to the graveyard, so don't know about you. All yet, right, that's where I want to go.
2: If you guys fall into the procession, you can totally do that. Before, the procession, um, which before one? the
1: procession leaves the building, I want to roll slide ahead to see if I can get a piece of okra.
2: Go ahead, <laughs> slide a hand and get some okra. Uh,
1: I want to. Can I use ninety-seven points of luck to uh, secure a piece of okra?
2: You don't even need a Need of hand good. to get okra. Just take some okra. Okay. There's a there's a large set, heavy set woman who's like, "Well,
0: I got if, a. If you want
2: some? You can have some. Delicious.
0: Before before you eat that, why is the food at the funeral house? And we're all leaving to go and take the the body to the the graveyard. Well people will? Come, well, you can people see people
2: coming to. to- starting to pack up the majority of it. It's kind of picked over.
0: So were people eating during the funeral?
2: (laughs) No. Oh, really? They're
1: like like corpse dorses.
2: Corpse hors d'oeuvres.
0: Well, I'll tell you. This is a different kind of funeral than I have been to. Yeah.
2: Yes, it is. Considering it's not quite, it's not quite like the kind of funeral you would expect from a white procession. It's a lot more like Southern Catholic or Christian style, where there's singing of hymns and it's a little more raucous and active. It's a different
1: culture.
0: Well, I just meant food at the funeral.
2: And the food is very different as well.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. So do you join the funeral procession? Of course. Alrighty. righty. Well, the yeah, band's I, up kind of... All right, the band's kind of up at the start. Uh, the pallbearers are kind of in the middle, and everybody else is kind of behind them, weeping and following. The band strikes up to begin Saints Go Marching In, uh, along with various other hymns as they're playing. And as you are in following... Uh, could I get a spot hidden?
1: Okay. Fail. Yeah.
0: Pass.
1: 0-5. Pass.
2: All right. All right. Well, those of you, if you, whoever got the 0-5 market, those of you who uh, who uh, pass, you all feel like like all of you feel eyes on you, like somebody is watching you, almost like. Someone ominous or, or dangerous is after you. Those of you who pass do notice Leroy Turner standing in a doorway. He's smoking and he looks up at the procession, pulls out his trumpet and starts walking over to the to the procession. Those of you who fail, uh, you actually don't notice Leroy. You notice a different figure, dark-skinned figure. Uh, he is in a black suit with a red tie, strolling down the sidewalk. He's whistling to himself happily, and looks to be checking at his pocket watch. And he kinda looks up, notices you, but there's something really wrong with his eyes and his face. Uh well for the most for the first the first thing you notice is his eyes are all black, like void black, and his smile is sharp toothed. Could I get a sanity roll for everybody. Just for the person who who yes. failed. All right, all right, take one. Shortly okay. after the guy, I'll tell
1: everybody. I'll say it is Leroy.
2: Vanishes into an alleyway. You point out Leroy, and you do in fact see Leroy walk, walking up to the procession, and uh, he has his uh, trumpet out, ready to begin.
5: Since I was hanging out outside and kind of following up the tail end of this thing, did I see another car pull up that Leroy got out of? How did he get here?
2: He walked. Okay. Even though you notice him, the feeling of being watched doesn't really diminish anyway. It feels like it's more focused, but it's not ominous now. Now the band is proceeding into another number, and Leroy starts playing in counterpoint, and it's Absolutely beautiful. He is truly, truly talented, and you can hear everybody in the crowd, like just murmuring about how beautiful and touching it is. There's not just of mourning, but of beauty and awe. However, as you're kind of proceeding, could you roll me a listen roll?
4: Twenty-four. That's pass. Fail. Fail. Hmm.
2: Everybody who passes, here's like a. And then a scratching. Like a moaning and a scratching from underneath somewhere in the coffin. Could you please roll sanity? Fail. No.
4: one is. Let's pass. Take one. For a fail?
2: The rest of you... Yeah, for a fail, it's... for If if you failed... Sorry, no. If you made the listen roll, you hear the noise. If you don't... If you don't. If you fail, I need you to take two. If you pass, I need you to take one. So if you pass the sanity roll. Okay.
3: I'll roll mine because I failed. And I fail mine. So I take two. Okay. Take two. Big there is definitely feeling the effects of the sanity,
1: vicky you hear that yeah you're i didn't oh i I, hear something coming from coming from the coffin what do you mean the coffin i think he says something about he was coughing
2: <clears throat> no, no, a yeah. Big, <laughs> big chair is kind of darting his eyes around. He looks really nervous and and shaken, like he's anticipating something bad is about to happen. Something really. I sort bad. Of grab a hold
0: of. I sort of grab a hold of Victoria with kind of a crazed look in my eye, and I'm like, is "Something bad gonna happen again? Is is, is the dead? Can I gonna get up and stop dancing around like last time?"
6: I hope not. Hmm. I mean, I, well you see like I have a frightened look on my face too. Like you know.
2: Suddenly, as you are all talking, the entire procession kind of stops. And the pallbearers become surprised, kind of lurching with an odd weight shift and drop the coffin on the ground. Oh. It breaks. Like like it starts it cracks a little bit. Oh my and god. And the entire crowd is kind of is like gasping in surprise. And suddenly you see like the door of the coffin lid starting to push itself up and out of the coffin comes this puffy grey-skinned reanimated looking very bewildered with a pretty nasty like hole coming up through his chin and like out the top of his head. Like there's congealed blood on it and everything. His eyes are glazed over like they're dead and he looks extremely shocked and confused. Not not as shocked as the witnesses, but he's very shocked. Could you all roll Sandy?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, moving back to Nebraska. Pigs.
3: By the way, I have my I have my gun <clears throat> out. As soon as I see this, I have my gun out. That's what you people call uh, a nice
6: shooting
3: an accident. <clears throat> and oh, I fail weird. again.
6: <sighs> To pass. Before before, he's dead, before you bury him. I sure sent my ass. I passed.
2: Everybody who I passes, fell. take take one. Everybody who fails, take three. Okay. Has anyone hit their fifth value yet, or has anyone taken too much in one hour yet? Yes. Well. How are so we doing, guys? Yeah. I'm good.
1: I just lost five in All the right. last couple minutes.
2: Um. From
3: last night, including the, uh, including I have lost
2: 12. Alright, alright. So. So I'm gonna say, those of you who have lost quite a lot, that would be, I think, Big Jare and, uh, Richie. Jare and Richie. You are both shaken enough that you, you can't stand anymore... You panic just as the rest of the crowd starts panicking, and you kind of just freeze can I stare at this like you can't believe what you're seeing. Can I shoot at this thing? Yes, you can shoot at it.
3: That's and what I'm going to you...
2: do. Yeah, go ahead. Although you might want to be careful, or someone might want to stop him, because uh, as this corpse steps out of the coffin and gets his bearings kind of half dancing, half jerking, walking around. His wife Elizabeth lifts her morning veil and exclaims in surprise Frederick Dear God, Frederick you're So And then so, Frederick suddenly
4: So I didn't I didn't take anything. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda just try and pull Big Jar's gun down. Like, try uh, uh, and and just... I'm going to try the same it, thing too. Just calm them down, right? Like, hey, no, 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 it's not a big deal. Relax, relax, relax. Well,
6: I'm, I'm going to be, like, more or less, like, just wait. If it attacks her, fire away. But just wait. Yeah, well, the
2: corpse doesn't seem to be attacking anyone.
6: Okay, just wait. What's the horn man
3: doing? Well... Just so you know, I am shocked. So my character is going to go to the first thing he goes. So he is going to shoot unless somebody is going to try and stop him.
2: Yeah, he is going to shoot.
3: Just so you know, time. I have the gun up and.
2: Okay, yes. Well, we're, we're uh, Big is in shock. Richie is just kind of standing stock still and watching this, like he cannot believe what's happening, kind of slowly shaking his head. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm I would have not...
1: brought a. I don't think I would have brought a gun to a funeral.
4: No, no, me and Big, right. even should so, go back a little ways. So, like, I'll reach over and go, Big Jair, not now, not now, and like, I'll try and grab the gun and point it at the ground.
3: Uh,
2: all right, all right, you do that. Um, Big Jer's fairly strong, so you might want to roll a strength roll to make him stop.
4: Uh, strength roll for me.
2: Yes,
4: that's a twenty. That's a extreme pass
2: already already yeah you, you pretty easily wrench his arm down and he shoots at the ground and leaves a pretty nice dent in the concrete and the shot just makes the entire crowd start panicking including the undead frederick who uh realizes the situation starts screaming in horror and then collapses this time he doesn't get back up again now the crowd is panicked. Leroy is panicked and is trying to back away. Uh, the mortician and the pallbearers look extremely <laughs> concerned and confused. Like this should not have happened. What the hell? Um, you're see- like you can see some of the people starting to actually turn on the mortician and start moving towards him, yelling angrily.
1: So it looks like this is a, a surprise to Leroy too,
2: buddy. It's getting pretty... It's going to get pretty nasty here in a few minutes. You're Someone might want to step in and stop that poor mortician from getting, you know, hurt or something if the crowd goes crazy. There's just mass chaos. I'm
6: not getting, I'm not getting in between that. All
5: right. Where is the horn man?
2: Leroy's starting to kind of run off, but, uh... <laughs> As you're kind of observing this, I need you guys another spot hidden for me.
1: Right. It, let me know when Richie comes out of his. uh Actually that's here. He the heart
5: pass. Oh, I passed.
0: Oh, oh three. I gotta oh be
5: here. F-
0: 14.
2: Oh. Alrighty. righty. At this point, Richie and uh, Big Jer kind of calm down and shake it off like, no, we did not just see that. Uh, those of you who passed the spot hidden happen to notice the man who has been watching you uh, from across the street now, and he's in the same clothes as he was wearing at the Blue Heaven. It's Joey the Rat. Now as you watch, he runs off. Meanwhile, Leroy is already kind of like, oh god, now what? And he starts running off as well. Um, I'm going to um, after
0: him. I'm going to chase after him, too. We need the horn.
2: Leroy or Joey?
5: Leroy. Leroy.
2: All right, you're all gonna run after Leroy. He was
5: closer, right? Joey, Joey the rat was was. out out of distance.
2: Yeah. If I'm coming, Joey the rat kind of in an alleyway.
4: I'll run after Joey.
2: Okay. All right.
4: I'm with uh I'm with Richie. I'm gonna head uh, after Joey. All
2: right, you leave the panicking funeral procession as they try to get things calmed down. Um, and those of you following Joey. I'm gonna say, um, you are actually, I think, faster than Joey, so you manage to kind of dodge and confuse him in a corner, and he gets backed into a dead-end alley, and he's like, shit, shit, and he starts, like, pulling out the gun out of his trench coat, and it's a pretty large gun, it's the same gun that shot Manusco, and he takes it and he aims it right at you. (laughs) Look, I don't want any trouble.
4: Do I have uh, do I have the ability to draw mine at this point, or is he he's already he's already got his out? It's already pointed at my face, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, you could draw yours for protection if you want.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna try and uh, get into a standoff with him.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want any trouble. I I don't know who you are. Just let you, me go you,
1: make this nice what and you easy what you doing here joey it's what why, why did you i could ask the same did, you we are on an unrelated business
2: unrelated business
4: we know you shot joey minusco Pete. No, Pete Manusco.
2: He means means Pete
1: Manusco. We know you shot Pete Manusco.
2: And you can see the bullets of sweat starting to bead down his rat like little face. I didn't. Why the. Look, it was. was She's a job, you know? It was a. a, I was asked to. Why the bananas? I'm gonna make this real
4: fucking simple for you. You can either tell us who the fuck hired you, or I'm gonna fucking put a bullet in your brain. It's as simple as that. Try
2: it, I'll put a bullet in yours.
4: Can I use uh can I use intimidate? Yes, you can. <clears throat> Alright.
1: Is there a dumpster so that I can jump behind if I need to
4: seek cover?
2: Yes, there <laughs> is.
4: 76. That's in this.
2: Look, look a- you're gonna you're gonna stop fucking around, or you gonna you're gonna tell me what are you gonna let me go? I just I don't want trouble, I just wanna leave.
1: Just tell us why the Bananas wanted Benisco dead.
2: okay fine fine he was working', he was working with that that hatshot scrivener okay he was he, he was going behind the boss's back he told me to take him out he was gonna get it went wrong I wasn't I was supposed to, to shoot him in the head I was supposed to shoot him shoot him in the in the shoulder and the, the bullet glanced off or something i don't know just sworn my aim was true
1: So you were just trying to scare him?
2: Just trying to scare him. That's all I was trying to do, I swear.
1: Were you you involved in, in taking Mr. To the rum?
2: No, no. God, God, no. You could roll a psychology to see if he's lying.
1: I'll believe whatever you tell me. Okay.
2: Yep. Yeah, we, I'm, not, I'm not the one no, taking no, the no, shitness. No. I don't have... I don't got anything to do with that. I was just asked to take the guy out.
4: And I guess you had no problem uh, coming back and telling that same same story to Mr. Scrivner.
2: And now he's sweating even more bullets. Look, look. look! What what, what do you care? It's not like you work for him, do you? You don't work for the Scrivner guy. He only hires only has the best of the best, you know?
4: All you gotta know is that you have a few people to answer to. And it ain't us. And, uh... All you need to know is that you're gonna come with us. Or you're not leaving here.
2: You don't get it. You you, you double cross screen and you don't come back. Scott, listen. You heard you heard the rumors. Just has got torture dungeon. I hear. I hear. I don't. I don't want. I don't want any trouble. I just just let me go. I won't, I, won't, I won't say a word. I won't do anything.
1: Where can we find the Bernardo's warehouse?
2: 2824 Dock Street. Look, you didn't hear it from me. All
1: right, Jack. I think he told us everything he knows. It looks like he's scared.
4: All right, bitchy. I think we're rolling dice here. We let him go. Scrivener finds out. We're in big trouble.
1: Then you guys are gonna to have to shoot it out because it doesn't look like he's gonna come
4: willingly. Hi, Joey. I'm doing you a I'll favor. Shoot. I'm gonna Don't let you go. Sh- shoot him, shoot him, but, away, just. But I promise you this much: you double cross Scrivener again. This ain't the last time you hear from us.
1: It's like yeah, you said. Yeah,
2: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
1: It's like you said. Scrivener does hire the best of the best. If there if you, if you lied to us next time, you ain't gonna see us coming.
2: He just kind of nods shakily and just starts kind of trying to edge around you and back away before trying to kind of break into a run and running off.
4: Okay. So, uh, I'll kind of turn to Richie and say, Richie, why don't we go back and uh, find the rest of the group? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's a good point, rest of the group who was chasing after Leroy Turner. Um, you pretty easily catch up to Leroy, and he's kind of.
3: Yeah, big uh, drag. Grab him.
2: Kate, I'm going to run up and I'm going to grab him. You grab Leroy or you grab Joey? Leroy. Leroy. And basically, okay. he's wondering. not even. He's not even. <laughs> he's not even trying to run away. He's just trying to get away from the procession to calm down because he wants to get out of the chaos. And you guys fucking tackle him?
3: You said that he ran. Basically, what I want, what I'm gonna do is, I'm going to basically try and run past him, but I'm gonna try and muscle the horn out of his hand, and I'm gonna run straight, kind of.
2: Okay, okay, you do that, and you cut him off. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, I, I, wait, do, do I know you? I no, know you.
3: no, you do not."
2: Oh, Leroy.
0: Leroy, we were there the other night at the Blue Haven when all that crap oh. went down. Uh but this is oh, right. the... This isn't about that though. Uh we have somebody who who really would like that horn of yours.
2: No, and, no, I, uh, I, yeah. Listen,
0: I... He's willing to pay a high price for it.
2: Listen, I, I can't give you it's the only means of making money I have.
0: With the kind of money it's that you, you could buy 10 of those things.
2: It was a gift. I can't just give away a gift.
0: Sure you can.
5: <laughs> Le- Leroy,
2: well, we, don't we really work
0: for... You're not giving it away.
5: Le- Leroy, we, we, the, <clears throat> the gentleman we're working with right now is an exceptionally wealthy individual.
0: A powerful he- person.
5: He would be exceptionally grateful if you would at least talk to him about playing music for him or demonstrating that that beautiful instrument that you have there would you would you just at least consider going to talk to the man and you know we're not here to hurt you we, we were just asked to basically engage with you because he wants to hear more of that horn and and we, we would really like it if you if you go with us and I'm going to try to persuade there
2: Okay, roll persuade.
5: Oh, almost an extreme. I got a heart success.
2: Nice. Well Okay, look, let's let's talk this out over a drink or something. If you know, buy me a drink, I'll talk.
5: I know a great place to go. Lots of rum.
2: He seems very interested.
0: Actually our client has some of the best rum.
3: Oh, tricks, yeah, yeah, that's that's. that's yeah. the best, <laughs> best rum ever.
2: Look, I, I think I'd feel a little safer with private. No offense.
5: Somewhere private.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we have in mind. Something private.
2: Yeah.
0: We know just the Okay.
5: Point. No, no more of these. Uh, whatever the hell that was, them coming out of that casket. Poor son of a bitch.
2: All right. He agrees to go for you, go with you, and uh, I suppose you're going to be talking with Leroy tomorrow. Next time, next week.
0: You mean two weeks from now?
2: Two weeks from now. That's all I have for tonight.
0: All right. Yeah, cool. All right. Our players included Corey Highstead, Kurt LeBlanc. Wayne Worthy, Josh Hook, Fred Carter, and myself with Jen Coulter as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another journey into the vent, for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.